Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. Today, we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of The Shawshank Redemption, an acclaimed movie that received seven Oscar nominations and ended up among the National Board of Review's top ten films of 1994. Both Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins practically transformed themselves into two highly unconventional prisoners for their key roles. On the in subway this today, a man came up to me to start a film. conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Gremlins have attacked already. In fact, Tim and Morgan, <laughs> their portrayals are so outstanding that I came away convinced about the virtue of patience and hope no matter how much or how long a person might be suffering. I watched the movie again a few nights ago, and it reinforced my admiration for everyone involved in the production. Happily, two of our favorite film critics, James Colt Harrison and Diana Sanger, are joining our celebration today. But I have to admit being jealous of them because they recently attended a special event held at the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences to honor this 20th anniversary of the Shawshank Redemption. And I'm sure we'll hear all about that in just a few minutes. We've also invited cast members Morgan Freeman, Clancy Brown and Gil Bellows to call in. Now, uh, full disclosure, although we received no official confirmation, keep your fingers crossed because you never know what might happen. And and I see that we do have a, our first call, so let's check this one out. Area On code three hundred three. A man this came Morgan? up to me to start a conversation. He made small talk, lonely man, talking about the weather and other things. I tried to be pleasant and accommodating, but my head began to hurt from his banality. I almost didn't notice it had happened, but I suddenly threw up all over him. He was not pleased, and I couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) Well, that was Morgan Freeman, but he certainly wasn't uh, talking about the Shawshank Redemption. I think somebody's playing a trick on us. I wonder if it's Nikki because she's a big, <laughs> a big fan of Morgan Freeman's. Did did you do something there uh, to trick us, Nikki? Oh, I might have because I love everything he speaks. <laughs> I know you do. I, think, I do. I think I remember. I remember that clip. It's from uh, the movie Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we did our tribute to Morgan Freeman, and I think that's a that's a clip that you found, but I'm glad you did because that voice we're now reminded of that that deep voice that Morgan Freeman has, and I understand that the director chose Morgan Freeman for this role because of the voice, and uh, it was uh, in the um, 
in the in the book that Stephen King wrote, which the movie is based on, the character that Morgan Freeman played was an uh, an Irish man with red hair, <laughs> but, and they were looking at people like Clint Eastwood and Robert Redford and Harrison Ford, and then and then uh, Frank Darabont said, "Oh no, I have to have Morgan Freeman," and it turned out uh, that that was definitely the right thing to do. Well, before we bring our guests on. Um, Nikki, is the chat room open and, and ready for uh, people to sign in? It is, and if you don't have an account, it's super easy to get. Just click log in and get an account. It takes about five seconds. <laughs> right, and and we really do appreciate the people who sign up to ch- up to chat as well as our other listeners, and and we always appreciate it when Diana Sanger and James Colt Harrison uh, take time to be with us. Now, Diana. Um, isn't uh, here yet, but James is. So, James, welcome back to Movie Addict Headquarters. Well, it's always great to be on. It's fun to do the show. There's so many different topics. It's You'll never run out of topics, that's for sure. Oh, no, and, and uh, it's interesting that this topic was suggested by Diana Sanger, so I'm sure that she'll she'll show up uh, even um, if she has uh, if she's on the road. I think I hope she's not speeding along too fast to to get to to get to a phone. So I'm sure she she will show up. Um, but in the meantime, while we're waiting, um, I think our listeners need to know that uh, both you and Diana are members of the San Diego Film Critics Society, which just completed voting on its 2014 Film Awards. Now, I remember uh, being a founding member of that organization. Those meetings to decide the winners can be very rough, so I hope uh, neither of you came away with any battle scars, uh, James. How did things go this year? <laughs> Actually, everybody was well-behaved. It was so boring. I mean, there were no fist fights, no pulling of the hair, and it was just regular voting and talking about the movies, discussing our favorites and why we think somebody should not get an award. So no fighting to, uh, yesterday. It was, uh, it was wonderful, actually. It was very fun, fun doing that. Well, it's kind of a, a scoop here today, then, to, to hear what the, uh, uh, who, who won the best actor, who won the best, uh, what picture won the best picture. Do you have the results that you can share with us? <laughs> I do, but... <laughs> They're in my car, and I don't have it. I don't have it. I can run out and get it, but no, that's all. That's all right. Well, I think I read um, in. Um, I googled it this morning, and I found that uh, the San Diego film critics really, really, really love Nightcrawler. And we did. One, yes, one, we did. And one person who who was writing a. About the meeting, said, um, "Is this is the San Diego film critics? Is it just one guy in a room who really, really likes Nightcrawler?" <laughs> so, but that's not true. No. That's not true. No, there were I think sixteen of us there yesterday. Not not everybody was there, but there were sixteen members, and uh, we we all voted almost unanimously. I mean, there were one or two renegades who voted for something else, but. We mostly loved uh, Nightcrawlers and Jake Gyllenhaal, especially. I think he's a wonderful little actor. 
I thought I was really happy when when I read that uh, because I did get to take part in the nominations. As you know, I didn't get a chance to vote, but I really wanted Jake Gyllenhaal to win. But I was surprised that the group also awarded Nightcrawler Best Picture, and um, and some and it got other awards. Uh, seven seven awards. So it was kind seven of a award, clean, yeah more yeah more than any other film yesterday yeah it was uh, definitely a, a clean sweep and uh i was really surprised about about that best uh best actress though um i was kind of surprised that was that uh, if i can remember what i read this morning was that marion cotillard it was yes yes the french actress for and uh birdman was only mentioned i think once uh, for ensemble acting for ensemble, uh, yes, it, it didn't seem to rate as highly uh, with the other awards as uh, Nightcrawlers and uh, Gone Girl. Uh, actually, I loved Gone Girl even better myself, but uh, Birdman didn't seem to come up as highly as we thought it might. Yes, I, I was expecting uh, Michael Keaton to win the best uh, actor from the from the group, but uh, I was happy that it was Jake uh, Gyllenhaal because I I thought he was he he created the most spellbinding creep I've ever seen on film. I couldn't <laughs> take my eyes. <laughs> well, yes, and actually, the best, yeah, the best thing about it is that he he's a good looking creep. You know, he's not he doesn't have a hooked nose and and a wart on the end. He's He's good-looking, and yet he's so creepy, <laughs> the slime just comes off of him. <laughs> I know. And you look, you look at him, and, well, I think he must have lost uh, quite a uh, bit of weight to play the, because did, his yes, face did yeah. look kind of emaciated, but, yeah. and the eyes, he, the yeah. eyes were, I Popping mean, they were eyes, just... Uh, yeah. And uh, he was—he was, he was just—he was absolutely great. So um, I, I congratulate the group for for their awards. I, I think they—they uh, they were really very, uh, very much the way I was thinking. And my husband too. He—I told him that Nightcrawler won and Jake Gyllenhaal won, and so he was—he's been cheering all morning. He's very, very happy <laughs> about that because that's his yeah. favorite movie. Yeah. Well, I think everybody in Hollywood today knows. Uh, our choices because we send them out, you know, and uh, they should be happy. I think. In I Hollywood think so. With, with the with the award, we actually spread it out a lot. No, uh, with the exception of Nightcrawlers, which won seven awards, there were no other pictures that won uh, uh, as many, and we we gave awards to quite a few different uh, people and films. Uh, and I think it worked out uh, democratically. Yes, I was happy to see um, life. Uh, life itself did that win as the documentary, or did I have that wrong? It, oh, you know there was a toss-up there between that and the Vietnam one. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll I can't have remember. To, we'll have to call. Call. Yeah, I can't remember. There were so many categories and. Five uh, choices in each category, so we go insane every year trying to remember names and categories and films. And it's a very difficult job for all you listeners out there who think we just pick them out of a hat. <laughs> it's <laughs> no. very, very detailed, and we we have to be very conscientious about it. 
and 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 get the names correctly and um in every category i mean you talk about editing i mean how many famous editors are there that you know so we have to look them up make sure we get everything correct and uh, we have to uh, honor those people who are such great artists they're all great artists and uh, they all should win well, you did have some wonderful uh, results, and I was happy to see that the Body of Work Award is going to Willem Dafoe, who's one of my favorites. Oh, so, I love him, yes. <laughs> Talk about creepy. Now that was, <laughs> yes, yeah, he can be creepy, too. He can be he creepy, can be too. Creepy. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. But he's a wonderful Well, I hope that, yeah, I hope that the uh, results will help uh, Nightcrawler and Jake Gyllenhaal uh, get some notice uh, bef- before the uh, the Oscars uh, nominations come about. And um, yes, I, I yes. do know that the, that he did get Jake Gyllenhaal do, is nominated for a Screen Actors Guild and also for a Golden Globe. So. So he should get a nomination for the Oscar. But let's turn now to the subject of the day, which is the Shawshank Redemption. And I understand that you, as I mentioned, you and Diana did make a trip up to Los Angeles for the um, 20th anniversary tribute uh, by the American Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. So what was most memorable about that? Tell us a little bit about your, your adventure there. The most memorable thing was actually going. <laughs> it was, it was going. It, Yes. It, it's so nice to be invited to these events, and uh, we're very happy that we're not on the Z list, and we do get invited now and then. So um, it's very exciting. It's the Samuel Goldwyn uh, Academy Theater, and it's on Wilshire Boulevard. And it's where a lot of uh, Hollywood events are held, Sometimes premieres, sometimes uh, retrospectives, and uh, in fact, Diana were there. Was uh, we both were there uh, a couple of years ago for the 100th birthday party of um, Gloria Stewart from uh, Titanic, and we oh, enjoyed yes, that. Oh yes, I remember. Oh, she knows she was that. still beautiful at 100 years old. She was lovely, oh. beautiful, beautiful lady. A hundred years old. So we were at her birthday party. It was lovely. So, uh, But the Shawshank Redemption uh, retrospective was uh, Tim Robbins and Frank Darabont and Diana's boyfriend, Morgan Freeman. Morgan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she won't deny it. She absolutely so... loves, she loves him along with Nikki. <laughs> they both love him. <laughs> And, uh, well, do. I love him too. He's great. I mean, he's a wonderful actor. But uh, I know. Yeah. So we were there at the. So they were there in person, and did they have? The, did, was there a question and answer session? Oh yes, yes, yes. They were on stage. They they had three chairs up there for Frank Darabont, uh, Morgan Freeman, and Tim Robbins. And um, the fellow who was the uh, questioner was the son of one of the comedians who was also there, Mel Brooks, I think. Yeah, mm. Max. Yeah. Uh, Max, uh, right. Oh, Max, wow. Was, so it Max you, Brooks? was it Max Brooks? I, you know, I can't... I, I think so. I think sorry so. to say, yeah. but he, he he was very good and funny, too. And he did the Q&A, and uh, they all answered questions, and Frank Darabont was, was quite detailed in all of his answers, naturally, because... He's the one who, um, you know, originated the whole film and everything. But um, 
He was great. Morgan Freeman was uh, more quiet, let's say, in his answers. He he wasn't real talkative, but he was his typical. There was his voice. I mean, that beautiful voice uh, reminds me back to the days of Richard Burton, who had such an excellent voice. Yeah. And and before that, even in the 30s and 40s, was Ronald Coleman, who had one of those beautiful, deep voices that you envy. I guess and that's really important. Yeah, yeah, and that's really important with some with the, you know to get there to get the message across in the film. I mean the character and everything. I mean the the voice is so important. And yeah. um, I, in this movie, this it was critical. I think so. That was a good. He was a good choice. Good. So, so yeah. was there anything that they anything they mentioned about the movie that? That do you think our listeners would would like to know anything that you learned there that you didn't know? Oh gosh, that's hard to say because they were there was so much. It was quite several hours worth of talking, so it's hard to remember any one particular thing. But uh, I do uh, remember uh, Tim Robbins was quite articulate uh, talking about the film and quite. He's quite pleasant. I had interviewed him before when he did um, Cradle Will Rock, and I went to New York. Oh, to, great film! Yeah, I went to New York to interview him and Susan Sarandon, and uh, he he's a very articulate man, very well educated, sharp, funny. He should be in more films, yes. actually. <laughs> he, he should. I, I'm. Miss him. I miss him on the screen. I think he he really is a is a wonderful actor. And then he's had you know he's directed movies too. And that Cradle Was Rock was his baby. I mean the whole thing oh, was yeah. something that he yeah. So yeah. another thing for me to be jealous of all these all these events <laughs> that you get that you get to go to. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, I'm I'm going to take just a few minutes for for people who haven't. Uh, haven't seen Shawshank Redemption, which I think is is rather uh, not too many people, <laughs> because although uh, did you know that that movie, uh, I guess uh, it made uh, gross eighteen million dollars back when it was first released, and and that didn't even make up the the cost of production, so it's it was considered a flop. It was considered a box office flop. Yeah, and yes. what happened was the the whole. Uh, I guess it it was then the next year it became the most viewed video of of any video available. So it was yes. uh, through video being shown on television that made it that made it so popular. And it, to this day, I mean, it is just uh, it has you know gotten more and more <laughs> viewers each oh, time, yeah. and people like to watch it uh, more than more than once and i found this this review by david haviland who um w- once wrote for real talk movie reviews i i wish he, he was still uh, with us and and he has a, a review on uh, at the 10th an- 10th anniversary of the shawshank redemption and uh, I was trying to figure out why this film is so popular. And here's a little paragraph that he that he wrote that I think think really explains it. He says part of the film's popularity is the way it warrants rewatching, as the quality of the writing means 
each viewing reveals new details and pleasures. And I certainly found that out, you know, when, yeah. by watching it again. The tension when the warden checks Andy's cell. Now, Andy, that's the role that Tim Robbins played, for example, is only fully appreciated the second time round. And the wonderful dialogue is best enjoyed with the leisure of already knowing the story. For example, Andy's reply in court, that's the Tim Robbins character when he's sentenced you know, to the Shawshank uh, prison, is, uh, for example, he responds to the accusation that the disappearance of his gun is convenient, and he says, since I am innocent of this crime, sir, I find it decidedly inconvenient that the gun was never found. And so it's just little little things like like that about the uh, yeah. uh, about the film. Why why do you think uh this film has grown in popularity, James? Well, yes, it has become a cult ever since it was released and I think uh people when it first came out there was a lot of confusion about the title, what did it mean? What is that? I don't understand it because I remember that directly. I said, "What in the world is what does that mean, Shawshank Redemption?" So I think a lot of people stayed away because they didn't know what the picture was and you know what it was all about. But then it was discovered, as you say, on video, and more and more people started watching it. So it, uh, I think because uh, of the writing, it came from a story by Stephen King. We, we don't want to forget that. It was called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. And Rita Hayworth right. comes in because uh, she appeared on a poster uh, in the prison. And um, then uh, Frank, Frank Darabont uh, took it, wrote the screenplay, and, uh, off of yes, uh, Stephen King. I think you're but, right about that. The title, uh, you know, you didn't even know that it was uh, a prison, Shawshank. You didn't know that 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 was. Yeah, it. I never. And then never. Yeah. <laughs> never heard, heard of it. that. Yeah. And it was uh, that could be a very good reason why it why it didn't so do so well when it was uh, first released. But that um, are you mentioning the title of Stephen King's uh, story, Rita Hayworth and the Shaw- and Shawshank Redemption? Uh, I, this is kind of a little a bit of trivia, but uh, an, a, an agent wrote to Frank when he was casting, this shows you what, what extremes agents will go to when they want <laughs> to get a role. For them. But anyway, this agent wrote in and said, um, I've, I've read the story. I've read the Stephen King's uh, story. I've read the script. And um, I, I would like uh, you to uh, audition my client because she's perfect for the lead role of Rita Hayworth. <laughs> And Rita Hayworth doesn't appear in it. It's just the poster. (laughs) Yeah, it's just the great poster. Well, wait a minute. Rita Hayworth has one scene in it, but it's when the prisoners are watching a movie, (laughs) Gilda. And, you know, she has that famous scene where she flips her hair back and she just looks so sparkly. (laughs) Oh, yes, that was a wonderful scene. That's why everybody loved her. So that's the one. That's. That's the one thing. That's the one scene. And so, yeah, that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but I think it's it's just uh, it's just it's gotten so popular because of the way the acting in it, everything everything about it, top notch performances and 
exceptional cinematography by Roger Deakins. Oh, and, yes, wonderful uh, Roger Deakins. I believe he was nominated for an Oscar for that picture, but he didn't win. Uh, he's been nominated, I think, about 150 times. He is so I good. think you're right. <laughs> he is, he is he's great. still working today, still work, cranking out wonderful new movies and... Uh, one of those yeah. great artists in Hollywood, but uh. and then Frank Darabont, he that was um, I think his first feature film that he he directed, and my gosh, you would think that he had directed fifty or sixty films before doing this one. It was done yes so yes. well, and and yeah. it, that it, was it, that, that was interesting, wasn't it? Because directing a full movie is a lot different than directing a short, and I think he did a couple of shorts or something, but. Uh, a full-blown movie is a completely different thing. Absolutely, and he did it. Uh, then, then he followed that up with uh, with the Green Mile, which I think uh, another also great, was yeah, another great movie. Also nominated, and he's uh, it was also a prison movie. So, um, yeah. And again, I like that, although I'm not big on on prison movies. But it's interesting that Stephen King. Um, when asked what uh, you know, where did he get the inspiration for this this uh, story that he wrote, and he said, "Well, it's it's uh, a result of all the prison movies that he's seen while growing up." <laughs> he just put everything kind <laughs> yes, of everything. I was going to say that too. <laughs> if oh anything influenced us, it was uh, James Cagney and the Warner Brothers uh, gangster movies and prisons. Yeah, yeah. So there's a little of that too. But it was a brutal movie. I mean, um, really. Uh, although it's it's not a, a downer. This is not a downer movie. But there, there, there were some uh, brutal scenes, brutal prison scenes. Yeah, and yes, there was a- that makes it hard for viewers to watch. But I thought that was necessary to give the film its realism. And then to, to kind of get you ready for some, you know, for some hope and decency, <laughs> which would, mm, yes, which is I what the that, yeah. two, the two characters uh, that Tim Robbins played and Morgan Freeman played, they, they, they actually tried to to be uh, decent and kind even in this uh, brutal prison in environment. And so it it has an upbeat. It definitely has an upbeat uh, ending, which I was happy. You know, I was happy to, happy to to see that. Uh, do you have any any favorite uh, scenes from the from the movie, or was the Gilda one the one you liked the best? <laughs> well, I, I liked the Gilda one the best because I was in love with Rita Hayworth. Not as much as my brother was. Uh, he was madly in love with uh, Rita Hayworth, but I'm more of the Marilyn Monroe era, and I loved her. But uh, <laughs> well, Gilda, uh, Gilda, and Marilyn. Marilyn Monroe was another poster that was up in the cell. So, uh, so the, the character that's picking out the poster has pretty good had pretty good taste in in women <laughs> in the way to decorate his decorate his his uh, yeah. cell. <laughs> yeah, I do have a. There were so many memorable scenes in this movie, and I um, it's hard to pick. But mine is um, where Tim Robbins' character when he's working there in kind of the the warden's office and he's he's decides that he's going to broadcast an opera selection to the entire 
prison population. I think this is something from the Marriage of Figaro, and he he broadcasts it full blast. And there you see all the men standing in the yard as they listen in awe to the beautiful music. And yeah. uh, but as you probably heard, no good deed goes unpunished. Well, I wonder if if Nikki is still on the line, and she has some comments about the Shawshank Redemption. Let's let's see. If if we can get her, maybe she might be multitasking. Nikki, are you still on the phone? I am. Oh yeah. Well, I'm would, loving this. Would you like to share? <laughs> would you like to share your reactions to the Shawshank Redemption? Well, for me, I mean, I really love the movie, and I've I've seen it twice, um, a long time ago, and then about maybe seven or eight years ago. But I think my favorite thing about the movie was the line that says, get busy living or get busy dying. Great, great line. And for me, it it just sums up what the whole movie's about. I mean, they were so oppressed and everything was so awful and still. You know, they they talked about dreams and freedom and, you know, choosing how much we can let the anger take over us or we can live or we can die. I don't know. I just took that out of that movie. I, I think you picked a, a very good uh, line that sort of sums up the message of the of the film. Did you have a favorite performance? You know, when he's lifting his hands, you know, Tim Robbins, by the way, he's fantastic. When he's lifting his hands in the rain, do you know what I'm talking about? Where I don't even know which part of it is. I think he's finally out, and he's just lifting his hands in the rain, and the rain is coming down on him, and he's finally just okay with it. I don't even know. I just... There's several things, right? Oh, what? I, I know this thing. It's hard to explain. It really right. is. It's hard, it, it's hard to explain. I liked so much the way these two very different men uh, bonded in this movie. And, and for those of you who haven't seen uh, seen the Shawshank uh, Redemption, uh, Morgan Freeman plays uh, Red Redding, and he's an older man who has, you know, lived, mm-hmm. been in prison for a number of years, and he's kind of adapted um, to that life by becoming a, sort of a go-to guy, where where they can, the prisoners can ask him to get things from the outside, and evidently he has connections. So that's his role. He's, uh, you know, pretty calm and laid back. And Tim Robbins is um, Andy Dufresne. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm may not be pronouncing that last name, but he's a uh, young man and he's a successful banker sentenced to life imprisonment for the murder of his wife and and lover. Now he claims that he's innocent, and I don't want to uh, give the endings, uh, so we don't know all through the movie is he innocent or or guilty. But these but these two guys they just bond, and both of them think. You know, they they think that decency and kindness are important, even in the brutal prison environment. And oh my gosh, is it brutal! What about that mm-hmm. sadistic warden, played by Bob Gunton? He he runs that prison like it's his own personal kingdom, and he's got a right hand man who's really evil, played by Clancy Brown, and he did a great job. Uh, he carries out the warden's orders very enthusiastically, and we can't forget 
that uh, Gil Bellows came, comes in the scene, into the movie, later in the movie, and he arrived, he's a young guy, and he's got a revelation about uh, Tim Robbins, the character that Tim Robbins played, about his case, and then that throws everything into chaos. And so the only thing that Andy can do involves a daring escape, but how is he going to do that and what will happen to Red if he leaves? Now, that's all I want to say about the movie. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's just... Uh, it's, it's Don't just, give it away. I'm not going to. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to. But even if, you've, even if you've seen it, even if you've seen it, it's... Uh, it's really uh it's really good to see uh, again because you'll find more more things about it that you'd uh, that you'll that will give you some some pleasure. Well, I think it's time now to hear um some brief messages by two of our favorite listeners. Hi, comedian Nancy Lombardo here. Host of Comedy Concepts, Blog Talk Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., listening to Betty Jo Tucker on Movie Attic Headquarters, Blog Talk Radio. Show me the funny, Betty. Show me the funny. You're listening to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker. She's the real deal in what's happening on film. And if you're not real careful, you might hear the confessions of a movie addict. So get your popcorn and stay right there in your seat for Movie Addict Headquarters. And now back to our feature. Nancy for those fun promos. I'm glad Steve mentioned Confessions of a Movie Addict because that book of mine would make a fun gift for movie fans on your holiday shopping list and you still have time because it's available on Amazon.com as a paperback and in the Kindle store as an e-book. Plus, Nancy's comments about Show Me the Money are very important because my author's royalties for that book are donated to the Film Foundation, and that's an organization founded by Martin Scorsese to help with film preservation. Nancy is the hilarious host of Comedy Concepts, which airs on Monday and Friday mornings at 10.30 Eastern Time right here on Blog Talk Radio. It's always a great show. And another entertaining show, which you should check out, is the Mom and Pop Shop Show on Dreamstream Radio each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. It's so nostalgic, so entertaining, because the host is none other than Mr. Showbiz himself, George Bettinger. And let's not forget all the diverse shows on the Wacko Network right here on Blog Talk Radio. There's something for everyone in the Wacko wheelhouse. Plus, now this is another shame, shameful plug on my part. There's another book titled It Had to Be Us, which would make an excellent gift for people who love romance and romantic movies. My husband and I co-wrote this award-winning romantic memoir that's in the early stages of film development, and it's available as a Kindle ebook on Amazon.com. If you don't have a Kindle, there's a free application to download on your computer. It's very easy to do this. You know how technologically challenged I am, Nikki, and even I could do it. So um, 
don't forget when you're doing your Christmas shopping, and um, I know you're doing that now because you don't have very much longer to do it, don't forget about Confessions of a Movie Addict, and it had to be us. Now, uh, James, I think you've read both of those books, and I think Nikki has too. So if you want to um, disagree with me on both of those, I'll be very open-minded. James. <laughs> no, I, I don't disagree at all. In fact, uh, listeners, uh, get that book, Confessions of a Movie Addict, because it is hilarious. It's one of the few books <laughs> I've ever read where I actually laughed out loud. And Betty Joe brought me to tears, not because the book was bad, but because it was so funny. Yeah, and I don't disagree at all. They're both awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. You had to say all, all the check is in the mail. <laughs> but James, the first time, he's the first one that I heard back from on the Confessions of a Movie Addict, and he told me that he he lost his porridge while he, while reading it. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been part of the tears and all, but I appreciate that. I thank you both for for uh, reading the books and for you. I do have one very, thing very... to say. You do not have yes. to be a movie. You don't have to be a movie critic to love Confessions of a Movie Addict. By the way, you don't. <laughs> oh, thank you. So don't, I don't be, think yeah, don't be afraid if you're not a movie critic to read it because you'll still love it. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because most of it is about uh, growing up as a movie addict and the uh, different movies and uh, things that happened to me related to related to the movie. So I'm glad you brought that up. And, and regarding It Had to Be Us, James, I remember when you asked if that book was another book like uh, uh, Shades, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey yes. <laughs> before I sent it to you. And then I told him, no, it wasn't that it was Fifty Shades of Grey Hair. <laughs> it was about senior citizens, <laughs> a romantic book about about senior citizens. So, oh my gosh. Well, back to Shawshank Redemption. Is there anything else that you would like to say, James, about uh, the Shawshank Redemption? Uh, yeah, actually, I wanted to mention a wonderful character actor named James Whitmore, who is in the yes. film, and he played the prison librarian, uh, and he was one of the oldest prisoners at Shawshank. And James Whitmore has been, uh, well, he was in films for many, many years. He he was under contract at MGM for a while, did some big pictures there. And I had the privilege of interviewing James Whitmore when he was here in a play at the Old Globe Theater. And he was a wonderful interviewer because he had so much history behind him. And he talked about the old days at MGM and, Theater. He was a, the consummate actor. He was terrific. A wonderful, wonderful person, and a wonderful man. We'll miss him. He's gone now, but we can oh, see uh, him. In he movie. was he was terrific. You you always knew when when you saw his name connected with a with a movie that it was going to be a quality film. And, Absolutely. Um, that's that's just that's just one of the reasons. The Shawshank Redemption was so perfect. Every character added something Everybody. to the yeah. to the film, and um, Clancy Brown, I thought he he was just terrific as the uh, right hand man to the to the uh, warden, and he would not even agree to meet with with real uh, prison guards. 
because no? he wanted this character to come across as evil. And so he didn't want to meet any, you know, prison guards who were really doing their job and doing it well. <laughs> and so, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so well. that all that all came through. It was just really um Fantastic. Well, I hope that we've talked to everybody who hasn't seen The Shawshank Redemption into seeing it again. And uh, I, I hope that uh, I'm so sorry that Diana wasn't able to be here or the uh, actors that we invited weren't, weren't uh, available to, to, call in, to call in today. But this is a, a busy time of year, hard time of year to get, uh, to get uh, people uh, they're out doing their uh, Christmas shopping, their holiday shopping, and uh, we'll keep trying to uh, to get Morgan Freeman, Tim Tim Robbins, and uh, Clancy Brown on our show. And maybe we'll do it when when it's the 30th anniversary <laughs> of, of the Shawshank Redemption. Well, sorry to say our time is almost up. So I want to thank James for being such a terrific guest today, and. Okay. Nikki, for uh, for all her help and for uh, sharing her re- her wonderful reactions about the Shawshank Redemption, and here's a big shout out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support. Special thanks to our chatters and other listeners for tuning in. We hope everyone enjoyed the show. Please come back the week after Christmas for a discussion concerning, drum roll please, the best films of 2014. And you can bet that Nightcrawler is on my list. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. That's all for now, folks. This is our last show before Christmas, so happy Hanukkah, happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, and here's a beautiful Christmas wish from the legendary Judy Garland. Next year, all-